Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Clint. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of the constitutional amendments that are going to be on the ballot on May 18th. We hope you enjoy. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. And today, we have the privilege to welcome State Representative Andrew Lewis to Conversations with Clint. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on your program. So you serve the 105th Legislative District, Dolphin County. I appreciate you taking a couple minutes here today, and you have really been super engaged in helping people understand these uh, uh, these constitutional amendments that have really been drafted in a confusing way for the constituents, for all of our constituents across the Commonwealth. And you have done a, a fabulous job uh, helping everybody understand it. But before we start, let's talk about the process. Yes. So um, amending the Constitution is the big deal, right? Amending the Constitution is extremely difficult because you have to go through two consecutive sessions of the legislature. And we started this effort, as you know, Clint, last session, trying to get this done because initially we had done so many things to try to restore some modicum of freedom in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And every it seemed like every time we made progress, the, the measure would get vetoed. And so the kind of the last remaining thing that we could do is get something, bring it to the voters and let them ratify the Constitution. And that takes two sessions of the legislature. So it took us quite a while to get to this point. But it's a big deal and we don't take it lightly. And the process started a long time ago. There's been an election in between. Both of the, the, the bills or the, that passed through the House have to be voted on in mere form. So that has happened. And now it's going to you, the voters, uh, of the Commonwealth to, to really make the decision. You know, we, right. we voted to, to, to let you, the folks of the Commonwealth, be able to help make these decisions. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about those. And, and we feel like it's important to talk about them because the State Department has really worded these ballot questions in a very confusing way. They have. They really almost went out of their way to make these ballot questions seem um, like something people wouldn't want to vote for. Instead of just presenting a straightforward um, presentation of exactly the ballot question. Right. So I, had, I actually had a, a constituent reach out and say, I'm an English teacher and I understand, you know, <laughs> you know how to draft good questions. Right. And, and, they, and they said, Clint, like, I read this and I was confused. <laughs> so When it, you're confusing English teachers, you know that it's right. not worded clearly. Right. Period. And it was done on purpose. Yeah. And we all know it. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So we felt like it would be important to, to have a conversation about it and be able to help you, yeah. the constituents of the, the 68th, the, the 105, yep. and all across the Commonwealth be able to, to make an informed decision on, uh, on these yes. constitutional amendments, because it's important. And, and this is going to be in your hands on May 18th, which is a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and it's also important to, to mention that even independents, any third party registered, registered voters, you're able to go and vote on these as well. That's right. Typically, independents wouldn't be able to vote in a primary, because that's when parties nominate their candidate. But in this case, because there's ballot questions on the ballot, for the Constitution, any independent can also go in. doesn't matter what party you're in. If you're a registered voter, right. you can go in and vote on these. So let's talk about one of them first off. The first question uh, specifically asks if the General Assembly, by majority vote, should be authorized to end a disaster emergency declaration without the governor's approval. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to recognize in the statute that gave that created this whole system of an emergency declaration, it gave the General Assembly the ability by majority vote to 
terminate it at any time. It's already in statute. This was a check and balance. What happened is when we actually exercised that power through House Resolution 836, the governor used a constitutional, well, it, it was part of the Constitution. It's called the presentment clause that basically says any resolution that gets passed constitutionally has to be presented to the governor. So it kind of came to light that in Pennsylvania, it's actually more difficult to remove a or, or easier to remove a governor from office than it is to terminate a disaster emergency. So currently, without a supermajority, a governor could realistically hold an emergency declaration indefinitely. Right. And that's why I was in favor of saying, well, let's let the voters decide if they really want that or if they want to be able to have the legislature end an emergency declaration right. by majority vote. So the language that you're going to see on the ballot is significantly confusing yeah, around that. Yeah, it's very confusing. But that's what it means. That's yep. what, that's what the, the gist of the question is. The second question has to do with the disaster emergency as well, um, and that it should be limited to 21 days unless the majority in the General Assembly votes to extend it. Yeah. I love this because um, it really puts the burden of proof yep. in any disaster declaration mm. on the governor to come to the General Assembly and say, yes. here's, a, here's why I need yep. an additional 21 days or I need yep. an additional whatever the time frame, may, yes. time frame may be. But the burden of proof is on the governor to present that to yes. the General Assembly. Because one thing that we saw during COVID was the lack of transparency yeah. in showing the data, showing us, we, yep. we begged, pleaded and borrowed for yeah. it to try to see yep. it. And this is saying, you know, if it's, the, if it's truly an emergency, you show it to the General Assembly, we can vote on it and we can extend that, but we need to see the proof. It, collaboration is so important. When it comes to handling a disaster, a natural disaster, collaboration between the executive branch and then the people's branch, the General Assembly, is so crucial. We saw evidence of that just through the vaccine rollout, right? So early on in the, the Pennsylvania ranked very, very low on vaccine distribution. The moment that there was a, bipart a bicameral bipartisan task force, suddenly Pennsylvania became one of the top in the country for availability of the vaccine. Now, it's so important because right now, as we said, the governor can issue an emergency declaration and it goes on literally, he can renew it every 90 days, just completely unilaterally. It could be a unilateral takeover of, of the state. But this just creates a system where it, it actually expires on its own after 21 days unless renewed by the legislature, which just requires any governor in the future, regardless of party, to collaborate with the people's elected body. And isn't that what we want? That is exactly we what we want. We want people yeah. working together right. and, and proving that yeah. this emergency declaration is needed. Yes. If it's not needed, one person power is, is very, very dangerous. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, you gave the example of the vaccine rollout mm -hmm. and that you know, as soon as that bipartisan bicameral committee yeah. started working, it's amazing yeah, how, absolutely. and it really gave us as the legislature an opportunity to, to have a chat yep. with somebody in our body when an issue came up. Absolutely. And it was amazing to see how we could resolve issues That information and that we were able to access and then get to our constituents and, and, and explain to them what was going on. Because this like cloak and dagger secrecy of that the executive branch unfortunately operated in uh, much of last year, where you're governing by press release, you're kind of just last minute, it's Friday night going into a weekend and suddenly all, all restaurants find out they've got to shut down. Things like that that are just insane. By having collaboration take place, it's just so much better for the people. And, and by the way, we're a government of, for, and by the people. This is really how it should work. Yeah. I remember during, the, during COVID, I had, you know, the, the essential workers, the list. I mean, we were living right. on like, you know, yeah. 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, was, it was so hard for everybody to understand. Mm -hmm. We had 
you know, people being treated the same in Tioga County, Potter County, Bradford County as Philadelphia. And yeah. things were just it different. Just and we, we had yeah. no opportunity to even talk about it. Yeah. I remember um, loggers were, mm. were not essential workers. And here they're like out in the woods by yeah, themselves exactly. or with a couple of yeah. other guys. Like, it made sense. I felt like this list was being crafted by like a 22-year-old intern who had no idea how the marketplace right. works and how jobs uh, correlate with other right. jobs or which ones are actually done socially distanced right. by nature. It's insane. And, and the products that those loggers were create, yeah. you know, producing exactly. is needed yeah. in the midst yep. of a pandemic. You know, I Absolutely. Mean, lumber, the lumber industry is huge. Yep. You know, so in the products that they you know, make. So it was, it was really, really hard for people to understand and to have a seat at the table. This would, would help in that process. And I, I, mean, I was encouraged to vote for it, yes. to put it before mm -hmm. the people. Yep. But now the people are going to decide, yeah, right? And, and that's the great thing about our state is there's this mechanism where the people get to be in charge again. They get to drive the truck. They get to say, hey, do yeah. we want the unilateral executive authority that can go on indefinitely? Or do we want a balance where our elected legislators can weigh in on these disaster declarations? And the people truly get to make that call on May 18th. That's right. Well, I appreciate you being here to talk more with us about it. And, yeah. and you know, folks, I hope this helps you. I hope it helps you want to dig in even more, you know, and do the research yourself. Look at the ballot questions prior to going on May 18th. Um, research them. Don't get bogged down by how confusing the language is. Um, and if you have any questions, we're, we're more than happy to help you understand specifically what they mean and what the State Department was trying to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, try to interpret that for you. Yeah, we, we can do that yeah, uh, for, for sure. you. But we appreciate uh, your work, Andrew, um, down here in the legislature. You're a go-getter down here. Thank you. Well, you are. You, you've been a tremendous leader, and, and you were elected in the special election the year before I came in, so you were so helpful in getting a lot of us freshmen uh, started. And another thing I like about you, Clint, we both drive Jeeps. Yours yeah. is a Wrangler, mine's a Cherokee, but hey, it's a Jeep. Okay, <laughs> all right, it's a Jeep. So it, it's great to have a, a, man, a working guy down here who's, who's very smart, who's a leader on these issues. Well, my Jeep has been in the shop oh, for like no. two and a half weeks now. <laughs> Go figure. And it's been a painful process. So, it, know. you know, just side note, yeah. you know, like my, so. These things are important. These things are important. <laughs> but like, so. The, there's a part that the head is all torn off of it, and the yeah, part no. that we need is on back order, mm. and it's like going to be forever. Oh, and they no. like have no idea. They're it's like, a supply yeah. chain issue. Yeah, it is, yeah. and and COVID has created yeah. this, and so now here I am, like I have no vehicle. Oh no! And so I have my wife's car this week. Oh, are you driving? What are you driving down here? Uh, her, her, okay. like her, her vehicle. Nice, nice. <laughs> so she's she has no vehicle. <laughs> it's 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 just the ripple effect of COVID. But we're um. Yeah, it's funny you bring up the Jeeps. Yeah, this no is just kidding. part of the conversation, part, folks. Yeah, this convers is, this part is of the conversation. Why we with like conversations yeah. with Clint? You never know <laughs> what's right. going to come up. You never know. But we appreciate everybody joining in, and um, just remember, you know, if there are any state-related issues, um, this week we were able to work on a bill that came to our office uh, from a constituent. Uh, it's just a, a, a great example of of what we're here to do. We're here to to take your issues, listen to them, and when we can, draft legislation or create policy to help uh, the you, the constituents of the 68th, the 105th, or all across the Commonwealth. So please, reach out to our offices if there's any state-related issues that we can help you with. And also remember to never underestimate the value of a conversation. <laughs>